What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo, you're tuned in here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark with us, uh, producing and spinning the one and twos. Your number to participate is 877-374-7463. Again, that is 877-374-7463. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. 877-374-7463 or 877-37-GRIND if you know what you want to talk about. It is open phone lines as usual. Anything that happened over the weekend that's sports uh, related that you want to bring to the airways, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the long breaks and segments and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me or follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Sports Grind. If you want to stream the show live and leave comments uh, and I'll respond to those in real time or i'll respond to them later you can always log on to the business facebook page of sports grind entertainment or you can go to my personal page as well also and also don't forget if you ever miss any of the shows live okay or if you are in a affiliate that doesn't have us on terrestrial or you're traveling you can go to sportsgrindonline.com and you can download the podcast there daily seven days a week 365 and you can click the play button and listen to us live through there as well also 877-374-7463 what's up mr clark you ready yes sir ready to rock and roll all right so let's get it in let's get the uh week started off right it is monday um what's that is today president's day right today is president's day yeah you know it kind of came up and me slipped my birthday. mind yeah I don't think we would have took off for the day. I don't think I've ever had. For most people, take it off. But I don't know if I've ever taken off president's name. Maybe I have. But anyway, we're here. Uh, there is uh, quite a few things to get to as well as the sports world continues to uh, move forward. Um, but before we get started, I um, want to give some thoughts and prayers to the McCones family. Red McCones, if you haven't heard the news yet, uh, Red McCones passed away. Uh, at the age of 91, right? 95. 95. Wow, Red was up there. Yeah, Red, um, definitely a big figure um, in this region, in the 210, in the San Antonio region. I mean, it's obviously, you know, he's one of the original owners of the Spurs. Um, and then also, you know, he, is, he did own the Minnesota Vikings for a period of time, uh, but really got his um, – car dealership business booming and popping in the Texas region, especially down here in the 210. I know my dad used to deal with them personally way back in the day when my dad was running his own businesses and stuff. So, um, you know, uh, did a lot of things for the city. Of course, you know, a lot of people don't know, but, you know, he was very integral and he was there as one of the main startups and investors of what was known. I mean, now you know it as iHeart, but before it was known Clear Channel radio so he was there with the Mays family that pretty much launched clear channel into what they are currently today which is iheart but uh there's a lot of things red got accomplished so um thoughts and prayers out to his family you know um pretty sure he lived a uh, great it's obviously lived a great life you know um but uh rest in peace to him gone at the age of 95 um so 
With that said, uh, quite a few things going on uh, in the sports world. It's, of course, you know, college basketball um, continues to roll on as we're only like a couple weeks out from selection uh, weekend, selection Saturday, selection Sunday, whatever they call it. Uh, but conference plays really heating up. You know, this weekend we had, first of all, you know, Texas Tech, they were able to get a road win. This is in Mountaineer country. You know, they beat West Virginia. Um, was able to defeat them. Uh, you know, we've been talking about them the last week or two in regards to them getting some top 25 road, uh, 25 uh, wins against 25 top-ranked opponents in the top 25. So um, they are continue to stay hot and marching on uh, the right pace. Also, speaking of basketball, Big 12, uh, Kansas – Okay, Kansas this weekend, you know, Kansas outscored number nine Baylor 55 to 26 in the second half, 55 to 26. That erased a 13 point lead and they went on to win the game. Um, you know, there's something we've been talking about how difficult it is to win in the Big 12 on the road. Uh, but in every year, and, and it's not like that all the time every year, but this is one of the most competitive conference in college basketball. Uh, but it's always consistent for the Foghouse. Okay, it is tough to win up in Kansas for anybody. Um, I've seen some of Bill Self's teams uh, do this before uh, in regards to, you know, being down heavy you know, at home and be able to come back. I mean, I'm pretty sure the walls are thinning and paint peeling off with Bill Self at halftime when they're not playing up to his standards. But uh, they really basically got after Baylor the second half. And and I brought this up, speaking of Baylor, a few weeks ago. Um, this is a different type of Baylor team um, that I'm accustomed to them having down here. Uh, down there, I should say. Baylor relies a lot on the three-point shot. I mean, there's a lot of people in the country that love uh, their – you know, their guards, uh, some people think they're the best tandem in, in the conference, in the country, really, not just the conference, but they're very three point heavy base this year. And I just think that, you know, it's, you know, when you get in the tournament, it's all about guard play. I mean, usually whoever has the top guards usually go and win or at least, you know, book themselves into a final four run or at least elite eight, you know. Uh, but I don't know if you can really sustain you know, relying that heavily on three-point shots. And and you can only – you don't have to go back that far uh, for me to give you an example. I mean, I'm high as well on Alabama this year. Um, most likely, you know, Houston's going to find himself probably back as the number one team in the country. You know, Alabama took that loss last week. But I will tell you that Alabama was a team which I think this year – last year they were heavily more on the three-point shot. I don't have the stats in front of me, but just the naked eye, I think they relied more on the three-point shot last year than at the clip they shoot it this year. And my point being, they were one of the best – I think they were the best three-point shooting team last year, and they couldn't ride that shooting all the way to a final four. So, um, you know, that's my hats off to that, to Kansas. But like I said, in the fog house, um, they're just really, they're, they're tough to beat even year. I mean, this is a year where the Big 12 Conference is really competitive in regard to getting road wins. Uh, but, you know, you got to tip your hat to Kansas. Uh, they're on the road tonight, actually, in TCU. They've got TCU tonight. And believe it or not, they're a two-point underdog tonight as well, too. Uh, go figure that. I've always had a theory about that when you're looking at 
um, you know, ranked teams against teams that would be like, hey, all of a sudden, why the hell would TCU, who's ranked 24, why would they be favored at home? Well, evidently, the people in the desert are respecting where how tough it is for anybody to get road wins, but that's something to monitor there as well, too. Other college basketball before we move on, uh, North Carolina. I touched on them briefly um, last week. I think it was Thursday when I talked to about them. Um, they lost. They took a loss. You know, they had a little in-state game this this weekend against NC State on the road. Um, this was a game that I felt both teams needed, but Carolina needed a lot more than NC State. And I brought this up last week if you wasn't listening in. But North Carolina, the puzzling thing to me is something has to be going on because this is pretty much almost the same team coming back, minus maybe a couple guys that made it to the championship game. Okay, and they were the number one preseason AP team in the country, and they are on the verge. Like I said, it's never happened before. There's never been a preseason AP number one team in the country who's failed to qualify for a 64 team field tournament. It's never happened. Now, like Hubert Davis, I mean, he's paid his dues on the bench. I get it. Um, he was the reason why last year when they looked a little bleak, you know, they went ahead and spoiled Coach K's last game in Camden Yards against North Carolina, and they went on a hell of a winning streak last year. They rode it all the way to the finals. I've been waiting for them in the last few weeks to hit that switch, and it's not coming, at least not now, and there's nothing on the horizon. I mean, that's a game that I felt they kind of controlled for the most part, uh, considering it was on the road um, at NC State. But it was really that stretch that they've had where they'll go up 7-8. I mean, I think they gave up like a 21-0 run or something like that, an 18-2 run at one point. So North Carolina Tar Heels, they are definitely in trouble in regards to qualifying for the tournament because if they if it was selection Sunday to yesterday, you couldn't justify putting them in unless you're just going by the name and the university, the name brand, and the jump man. Other than that, you couldn't do it. Now, another team that was on the verge of really being out, like I told you, if Selection Sunday was now, that it would be probably on the same breath as Carolina, and that's Kentucky. But Kentucky did themselves some favor because they got a huge win against number Tennessee uh, this weekend at Rupp arena so they were able to get a huge one I, I think those are two impressive wins for me from Kentucky in the last week one was going on the road and beating Mississippi State last week and then following that up with the number 10 team overall in the country and SEC team keep in mind and beating them at home so you got college basketball going on uh also Derek Carr completed his visit uh, with the Jets, we've got some updates with that. I've got the desert favor where they think they're going to land. But if that's the case, there's going to have to be some furniture removing around. Uh, but we'll definitely talk about that. Also, golf. We came off of a Tiger Woods uh, coming back to the tour this weekend. Um, the story to this, to me, is that he completed 70, 72 holes. Now, Rom won the tournament, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because, you know, most people tune in Tiger. I can tell you who didn't win. I mean, who won? I'm completing that my guy gonna sit there and complete 72 holes but yeah he was able to complete 72 holes but the thing that stood out to me too uh is the fact that he said hey it was more difficult than i let on but he also said in the same breath which is kind of contradicting himself he said that he sees you know bright spots like improvements which i'm pretty sure from a standpoint where he felt last year at this time uh without a doubt uh he probably feels a lot better 
but still not quite close to himself. And the truth of the matter is, look, you know, and I had a caller call in, I think about a year ago and said, asked this. And I said, well, you know, and they kind of said it, which was true. Um, you know, this is a limp that Tiger is going to be walking like this the rest of his life for the most part. You know, um, to me, you know, to walk 18 holes a day, I've only done it once and I got discouraged. It was one of the toughest courses that we have down here in San Antonio. I bring that on my brother, though. I mean, he was in a golf, was like about 19, 20 at the time. He took me in the worst course you can take somebody beginning. I spent like a month on the range and paid attention to sport all since then, just don't have the patience, the time to really learn the game, but learn how to play the game. I know the game, just don't know how to play it. Um, it, it comes to me that I feel, you know, when you walk 18 holes at that level and you're talking about making the cut, that's 72 holes. And if you talk about his age where he's at, and we kind of played the clip last week in regards to really that, you know, he let it be known he's not going to be like Arnie Jack and, you know, Gary Player, all these guys that are ambassadors and they show up to the Masters in their 70s and 80s and, you know, try to play. He's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. He's already told you. So to me, I and, to, and he kind of alluded to this because I remember Friday I was talking about it. He's probably going to play with this tournament included that he was the host. He's probably going to play the he's going to try to play completing him in two different stories, but he's going to try to play the four majors. And then I think with this tournament, he just hosted and maybe three more he's pro so really he's probably going to play a total of six events this year seven events which is not even that m many considering four of those are going to be majors i think you'll see him at the players championship if health wise he'll try to compete in that one there's other one of one other one that's a key to him that i that it kind of slips my mind but i really think the moral of it is you've got to enjoy this guy while you can whether he's going to win another tournament another major. I do believe there was a glimpse of what I saw. I don't know about the major. I wouldn't put it past him, but I definitely think, you know, I think if I'm not mistaken, he's stuck on 79 right now and he's tied with Snead for the all time wins in the PGA. So he needs one more, I believe to get to 80. I might be right off on the magic number, but I think it's around 80. He needs to break the record. I do believe before he hangs it up, he has one of those in him. Uh, but I will just say you got to enjoy this guy just walking the green and being out there with young guys, um, you know, and pranking them and joking them. So hopefully everybody didn't get offended on the next joke he does. But you got to enjoy it, man. Enjoy it because I don't really believe just because of what he's made up of and his competitor that you're going to see him walking in competitive golf that much longer. Because um, really I think all of his attention and what's left of his – you know, physical health is going to really be focused in on Charlie, the cub that's coming up. Because he might not say, hey, I didn't get to Jack, but I know somebody who can. You know, that's probably all joking aside. That's kind of really what his mentality is. You know, 877-374-7463. Also, um, you know, talked about uh, college basketball, but NBA, of course, we're going to start there, uh, you know, because we've got the all-star game in the books out at Utah. Um, look, first of all, I need to know more information about the gentleman who won, the young man who won the dunk contest. I, I mean, to me, I, have, I don't know anything about him. Um, I know he was undrafted, if I'm not mistaken. Other than that, 
I don't know if I've ever focused on this guy playing in the game before, but he won the dunk contest. We already told you Friday how I felt about the dunk contest in general. Uh, Dame Dollar finally wins a three-point contest, third time's a charm. I think this is his third time he's entering. This is the first time he won it. You could tell by Dame's comments even afterwards. I mean, he this is something he wanted. You know, most of these guys are showing up to entertain, whether it's the dunk contest, three-point skills challenge, but you could tell the competitiveness in Dame really took over, and he wanted to kind of go ahead and win that three-point contest because I think Dane feels he doesn't get enough respect as being a shooter, a good shooter, a pure shooter. And to me, I don't look at Dane really. I mean, yes, I understand he can pull up from the logo. And, you know, when he starts tapping, it's Dane time, Dane time. But I still don't put him in the category of a Steph or a Clay or a Reggie or Ray Allen. I don't. And But you could tell the chip on his shoulder that he really wanted to go out and win this contest and perform. But when we get back, I want to talk about the actual game. I want to talk about the actual game, the all-star game, because it's time for the NBA to start getting the treatment that the NFL has gotten. Also, I want to give major credit and major props. It takes a lot for me to do this, but I'm going to give major props and credit to the 2-1-0 because we did have the XFL kickoff, and I definitely want to give my thoughts on that, even though I wasn't enriched into it. But I do kind of see Dwayne. I see him working and what he's trying to do. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online studios calvin casey jonas clark producing spinning the one and twos we'll be back are you ready for a real cocktail then crack open a great tasting zing zang ready to drink cocktail like our bloody mary with vodka in a can it's full strength with nine percent alcohol and america's number one bloody mary mix or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 877-374-7463 is your number. 
All right. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. Keep in mind, if you're looking for the latest new products or check in on what's new or if it's seasonal or you just want to order for same day delivery, make sure you go to specsonline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, an official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of your Dallas Cowboys as well, too. 877-374-7463. All right. So, um, Let's start there in, with, with, with the All-Star game, okay, because that's really the biggest story. Uh, that's 1A uh, story over the weekend, sports-related, was the NBA All-Star game. Um, now, we can start with – okay, so tell me a little bit about um, the guy that won the dunk contest before I get into the actual game. Okay, so the dunk contest is Mac McClung. Okay. okay. Um, he's originally from uh, Virginia. Okay. Uh, I, I think I have that right. Let me double check that. Uh, he, uh, I know he attended Georgetown. Okay. Um, he then transferred over to Texas Tech for a year. Chris Beard's last year at uh, Tech at Tech before moving to Texas. So he did play under Beard at Texas. He Tech. He did play okay. under Beard. Um, forwent his uh, final year of college eligibility to enter the NBA draft. Went undrafted. Okay. Was last year's G League Player of the Year. He's a six foot two guard. He was a three 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 star prospect coming out of college. Six foot two guard. Uh, that just has a that has a forty three inch vertical. Okay. And that was on display this weekend. So is this a guy that's been going in that the youth and everybody's been following like on YouTube clip dunks and all this kind of stuff? Is this kind of one of these type of guys? He's been viral on YouTube, yes. Okay. And yes, he is from Virginia, by the way. Okay. Well, congratulations to him. Um, didn't really pay attention to one live round of the dunk contest. I, I paid attention to the three-point for the first uh, you know, two series or so. Uh, but no, I didn't really have any interest in the dunk contest because kind of what I touched on on Friday. But you know, if it if it was okay, that's fine. I mean, I'm not here to kind of poo poo on it. I'm pretty sure, even though I didn't watch it, um, it was better than what we witnessed last night. And and that's really what I wanted to get on. Did you want to add something before I get on the focus? Well, on? yeah, because I have a question for you about the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. So it came down to. Um, Mac McClung was really kind of running away with the contest. Uh-huh. He had uh, he was perfect in three of the four dunks. Okay, and he he was he did not miss. So that's been one of those things that's frustrating as of late, especially last year, where they were attempting five times, trying to get something to go down with their time allotment, and they just kept missing. He did not miss. Okay, uh, there's a debate on whether his last dunk was a five forty or just a three sixty. Okay. He was leaping over people. It was impressive. But first off, Kenny Smith said on the broadcast that Mac McClung saved the dunk contest with his performance and then said that he threw that, that this year that McClung taking it this year has now thrown down the hammer to Ja Morant to try to get him in next year. And you saw Ja during the All-Star game putting on more highlight-worthy dunks than you even tend to see in-game, 360s and stuff like that. He looked a little bit more like he was trying to prove a point. So what's your question to me, I guess? Does this pull John Morant? Does, is, it, is that enough to pull John Morant out? Uh, it does come with a cash prize. Now, when you look at the cash prize, most NBA stars, the $100,000 for winning the dunk contest is a drop in the bucket. 
for Mac McClung, that's 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 twenty percent of his salary this year. As okay. a two way player, he makes five hundred thousand. Right. So is is reputation enough to bring John Morant out to do it? Because McClung has already said that he's down to play or uh, to participate in next year if they'll have him back. Um, the question, okay, to answer your question simply, I didn't hear Kenny do that, but I mean, I read between the lines. I mean, TNT has the All Star Game. They had it for, they've had it forever. Um, that's TNT. That's Kenny Smith trying to do a solid to a network that scratches him eight figures a year to do what he does. Simple as that. He's marketing and trying to sell uh, to get a big name like Ja. If you didn't listen to Friday's show, I kind of touched on this and and I kind of basically talked about that LeBron James is the reason for all this. He's the guy who set the tone for a lot of these guys that feel that, especially if they have a guy that has been viral on YouTube, which John Morant has, if they're a guy that's been followed Duncan since seventh to eighth grade, such as Zion has as well too, these guys feel like they're above the dunk contest. It's a mixture of that. It's a mixture of the pressure, feeling like, damn, it don't matter what I do, the hype for me is so real, am I going to really have a legit? There's a mixture more of that than in that as well, but I also think it has more to do with what they think they're above it because that's really the thing that I got from LeBron James the whole time and I've always defended LeBron James but that's to answer your question no it doesn't it doesn't put pressure on him to have to go and do it um now Willie it just depends but I I do feel like when you're young in the league and we're talking about dunking there is a window that you've got to get this done in in my opinion if you're if you're cut from that cloth that you're a person that fans the league people want to see media people want to see in the dunk contest you really should be doing it in your first three years of your career for at max um because i you know i left this kick with lebron like four or five years ago it was just too late it was just too late and i think with john no i don't think that this guy who i'm having to ask about his background and a lot of people have and i know shaq he kind of told me like, hey go get your make your a name for yourself tonight because a lot of people unless you are from lubbock or tech or knew he was down there virginia you didn't know too much about him but no it's not going to force anything any names any big names into the dunk contest and when he says he saved it I mean he saved it from getting bashed and trashed I mean because this stuff goes and ebb and flows I mean you know there was a stretch where you had some back-to-back solid participants and talent in the dunk contest we've gone to where you might have one good contest and then basically you got to go to two or three bad or garbage ones to get to maybe something that you're saying a lot of people feel how good Friday uh, Friday nights or Saturday nights was. So um, that's my opinion on it. But in regards to the game, because this is really, you know, forget all the, the fluff, you know, in regards to the three-point contest, the dunk contest, skills challenge. Let's talk about why we're here in the first place. It's to honor the players that are the best of the best, who's having a great season. And number two is to put them all on the court at one time. Okay, and a and a game for the fans and a game to show their skills, to show their jumping abilities, shooting abilities, whatever the case may be. Okay, we understand that's what we're here for. And I will tell you, I've been a big fan since they basically decided to go ahead and try to get captains, have the captains pick. Okay, Um, I had more interest in watching because I stayed in for about three minutes and I couldn't take it no more Uh, because the the exciting part of me was really what they had talked about, but putting the draft on TV, kind of taking it old school, like you at the park and playing a pickup game to figure out who, you know, who's going to pick last or who's getting picked last. That was entertaining to me. So I've been a fan of all of them trying to make these adjustments. But let me tell you. 
what was displayed last night. Okay. And it's really been going the last couple of years, but last yesterday was a dip. Okay. And I didn't need to see the rest of it because I had already heard people talk about what I feel the reason why I tuned out. Okay. Um, that what was displayed needs to get the same treatment that the Pro Bowl and the NFL gets. The lack of effort and the lack, and I get it. And, and like, it's not about being an old man in the rocket chair, man. It's due to the fact that basketball, you know, football, you're talking about hitting. You're talking about colliding and hitting. It's a violent sport. Okay. So, and, and, and not only that, if we want to really compare, uh, because it's forced the Pro Bowl and the NFL to do really away with the game. That's how bad the criticism get. But I'm here to bring it to you that the NBA is next on the docket. Because that right there, like if you want to compare the two, NFL for one, it's a violent game. It's a physical game. Okay. Second of all, when their all-star game comes about Pro Bowl, it's about a month after the season, after the regular season. So you've got guys that hasn't hit anybody or been in pads for almost a month. All right. Then you got the guys that are from the Super Bowl participate. They can't even participate in it anyway, even when it was a playing format. All right. So you got that going against why you can maybe see an excuse why guys are out there pretty much having a ballroom walkthrough in basketball. That's supposed to be that wasn't even to me a really pickup game in regards to the trotting and, and the lack of defense. And I get it. They're there for the fans. The effort that game basically. um they they've got to improve that, and if they don't improve it, they got to get they've got to take it take it away because in a game that you saw, Giannis was one of the captains, okay, which already came into this with a hand injury, all right, that he was taking it light and this and that. Then this is also a game that you see LeBron James pretty much get his fingers jammed and have to exit stage left early on and doesn't really play the whole second half from what I was what I was told. So not a good look. And I'm going to be the one to lead the charge. They deserve the same criticism that the NFL got. And, you know, baseball, when you talk about MLB, they went through this, but they tried to, they, at least giving them credit, they tried to make it mean something for the postseason, something to add to the juice, which I never had a problem with it. You know, if anything, they could have kept. I know some of the purists are like, hey, you play this many games and it shouldn't come down. I'll say, well, okay, there's more arguments you can make for that. But that last night, come on, nah. And let me tell you, too. And I and I, you know, I've been saying this for weeks. Let me talk about also who was disappointed. And it's crazy, man. Nuggets fans are raising hell the way that Joker was treated this all star weekend. And this is and, and I've told you, they remind me of San Antonio Spurs and some of these still exist out there. But these they remind me of majority of Spurs fans in 99 to 03. In regards to us against them, they don't want us. They don't respect us. Now, keep in mind, they've got the reigning back-to-back MVP, which right now is a clear favorite, most likely, to go ahead and do something we haven't seen since the great Larry Bird and win three in a row. And they feel for one, because when I saw it, because like I said, after the whole picking, that's what I want to see these guys or who's going to get picked last. I knew as soon as I saw Joker being the last guy picked, I, I knew all I had to do was check on my sources and, and, and listen to the Denver media and the radio. And, and sure enough, like it was clockwork as soon as the sun went up today. They were livid. And, they, and you know, they made some points. Because I mean, if you think about it, a guy like Joker where the NBA, an all-star game doesn't fit him. 
See, he's not sexy. And see, this is the deal that I will tell you. There's all-stars and there's superstars. Joker is an all-star. He ain't a superstar yet. Because he, do, he doesn't move the needle. And the, and the other part of it is, if you look at the way the game is in NBA right now, it's a lot of three-point shooting and it's a lot of trying to play above the rim. I mean, the fundamentals, the one thing that makes Joker so special that is not really glorified these days and times is his footwork in the post. His ability to be able to position himself to get those rebounds, to be a walking triple-double. I mean, his post moves are sick. But this NBA and this generation, they don't, that's, not, that's not glorifying for him, for the, enough for them. And, and, and you have to understand that that is, I mean, to me, if you want to say, I'm not going to sit there and say that's a problem for the NBA, but that's what I'm saying that's separating an all-star. And, and it's not really Joker's fault. It's, it's just really what is marketed to the fans. It's what's marketed to the younger group of the NBA. Joker is not a sexy player for most of his fans. You can tell even the way his peers treat him. I mean, Joker thought he was the last pick. I mean, that's why he went up to LeBron and leaned on the show like, hey, man, it's me and you. He forgot there was one other person on the stage. But you got to think any of those guys up there. If they were reigning, reigning back-to-back MVPs and a clear cut at the halfway mark to be third, do you think any of those guys up there would have been picked second to last? No. It's for one because if, you, if you're looking at, if you're really in Giannis's head and you're LeBron's head and you're really taking this, I mean, Giannis had a notebook up there. I mean, I keep notes. I had a couple notebooks. Giannis beat me by having notebooks and notes here, but he couldn't tell you. He didn't know Ja was a starter. I mean, he tried to draft Ja. They're like, yo, man, he ain't a reserve. He's a starter. But that was funny. They played it off. But let's just say Giannis, first of all, he was 0-2 against LeBron, never beat LeBron. LeBron's competitive. Let's just say they are competitively really trying to win this game, even though it might not look like that to me or some other fans who just think the effort and this is just a joke. But let's just say hypothetically they're really trying to win. Well, then you can also make the way they look at it and the way the NBA's played then why Joker would be second to last pick because his game is not and, – and you could look at him and you could tell, and even in the highlights, he looked disinterested. I mean, it's just one of those that – it's because who he is. It's because the team he plays for. The Nuggets have, other than Alex English and going old school, it, it, Denver Nuggets ain't really gotten that. Like they didn't got no history. I mean, that's a that's a that's a Bronco country anyway. Hell, it's more of a Colorado Avalanche city than it is the Nuggets. They got titles. They got Stanley Cups. They have taken the modest, they've taken the onus down there in the Colorado area that it is them against the world. Their superstar and their eyes doesn't get treated the same, which if you look at it, I mean, you know, and I knew exactly the way that that whole weekend went and him being second, I knew they were going to lose it. But the truth of it is, is his game. It's, it's not, it, you have to be kind of old school or a a certain age demographic or really a student of love of the game to really appreciate Joker's game. The kids that are on YouTube, the kids that are doing that know about this kid that won the dunk contest and know his back, you're not finding Joker. They're not going to Joker. They're looking at like, hey man, okay, man, he's calling Ja to the circle. Why? Because you've seen clips of Ja playing having his head above the rim. You've seen a little guy with with hops out of the world that's fast breaking, piping it down. Stephen Curry, why is it? Well, because you, I mean, he's burped a whole generation of guys that think, oh, I got the range. I can pull up from here. 
That's the I can't count how many times this weekend in college basketball, and I see it on the pros, on how many times I saw a three-on-one fast break, and they are taught to run to the corner of the three-point line. And I'm talking about that is the hardest, that's one of the hardest areas to hit a three-point shot anyway. But they're teaching the game, and you have an AU, and you have a group of generation that is teaching it that way. And out of all the stuff that I hear Pop bitch and complain about this season, which nine times out of ten, I just think it's like, man, you just count the day. It's like Pop's doing a bid. Like, when you got to count them bars, how many days left before you get out, that's them. I bet you in his office he's got an 82 just certain. Even though he knew what was going on. But the only thing out of all the stuff he's bitching, complaining about this year, the only one that I've said, yeah, it's getting to you, Pop, is him saying, well, maybe they need to invent a four-point line or a six-point play. Because I know it's hard for him because he's forced that he's got to try to teach a young team a certain way, but it's not the right way to play the game. And that's what LeBron was talking about the night after, the night of when he passed Kareem in his post game. Even his own peers look at Joker. They respect him. You got to respect his game, especially if you play against him every night. But he don't play the brand of basketball that's sexy and suits them. And last night showed that by the way he was picked. Pretty much. Pretty much. 877-374-7463. And I, you know me, I haven't been high on the Nuggets this year. I'm starting to come around because I think they're solid. I mean, without a doubt, they'll tell you that this is the best team they've ever had a shot to win the title in Denver history. I mean, that's a foregone conclusion up there. Now, does it mean they're going to do it? I don't know. I've got to see them go against some guys four out of seven every night and see if they're, if Joker, who's going to ride with Joker on a consistent basis during the postseason, being there every night. I know Joker going to show up, but he's going to run up against some teams that's going to cancel him out. They're, they're meaning in the stat sheet. It's just going to cancel each other out. 877-374-7463. You got something, Jonas? Well, it's just weird, Cal, because – Joker in my in in my analysis plays very similar to Joel Embiid. And Joel was LeBron's first pick and Joker was LeBron's last pick. Uh now they definitely had different All-Star game experiences. Uh Joel had 32 points. Um of course spaces the floor a little bit too, but those are your two MVP leaders. There's a there's a lot of people that believe two guys who play the game rather old school are are up for are, are are the leaders for MVP this year? I'm I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna push back a little bit on that when we get back. I want to get to that. Uh, we'll get to some other NBA news as well. We've got some of our buyouts that we were talking about. Fine places. I want to talk about that when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind today. Show is being presented by Dosecki's. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. 
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.